Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. What's up, you guys? Happy Tuesday. It has been a week for you, but some mere minutes for us because we are doing some batch recording. Heck yeah, we are. Heck yeah, we are. How are we? Happy Tuesday. Fancy seeing y'all here. Mm -hmm. Glad to be back. (laughs) What are you doing while you're listening? I'm curious. Are you getting ready? Are you doing the dishes? Are you going for a walk? walk? In the car? A lot of people listen to podcasts in the car, which is foreign to me because I almost never do. I do for like longer rides. I won't for Mm. like a quick like 10, 15 minute ride. But Mm -hmm. if it's like over 30 minutes, I'll put a podcast on. Yeah, I will when I commute, like, on the bus, but not when I drive. Yeah. I don't know why. Interesting. Well, yeah, there you go. So, this week, as promised, we are coming to you with our 2023 goals. We did some reflection on 2022 last week. Go listen to that one first if you missed it. Um, but this week, we are going to do a more forward-looking episode and yeah. set goals for the new year. And when we do our, like, Mid-year audit, end of your audit, these will be the ones that we go back to, so. Yep. Yeah, so I'm excited. It's going to be a good year, you know? It was fun to reflect, and now let's look Let's look forward, people, to 2023. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically we're already in 2023. We're looking forward right now because, uh, like Anya said, we're batch recording, but we're, we're already in the thick of it by the time this yeah. episode comes out. And uh, I wouldn't call these New Year's resolutions – no, I don't really like the word resolution. I think goals is better because yeah. it's like, yeah. These are just annual goals that happen to start yeah. in January. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. But before that, you know, we got to start with our week in review. I'll keep it brief. I honestly don't have that much to say for this week's Week in Review. Like I mentioned, we are batch recording uh, this week because in the week that this comes out is actually the week of our dance show. So we are part of a dance company here in Boston. We do two shows a year and Kylie has not experienced it yet, but let me just say (laughs) show week is a freaking ride. It is crazy. So I'm really glad that we're getting ahead of it here and sending good vibes to us of the week that this comes out. Um, because it's just really crazy. We basically have Monday dress rehearsal, Tuesday dress rehearsal, Wednesday dress rehearsal, and then we have shows Thursday night, Friday night, and two Saturdays. So you're literally at the theater for like a week straight and we're still working because we're like real adult humans. Um, so it's fun. It's exciting. It's always a good time, but I'm enjoying a calm week this week before the storm that is inevitably approaching. So working on just like relishing in not having much to do right now and doing what I can to like mentally and like physically prepare for a crazy January. But yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. Prayers for us. Thoughts and prayers for us, please. And thank you. <laughs> Especially People are like, me. why do you put yourself through this torture? I'm like, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad that we're getting ahead of it though. I think we're being very kind to our future selves yes. for sure. Um, for my week in review, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I'm like trying to think of how to phrase it. Basically, I've so I've never been in a relationship before, in case you're new here, and I am in one currently. So we're like a 
it's like riding a bike without training wheels. All of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, I have to figure it out. And I think something that, you know, you're told is a thing, you know is a thing, but like you don't necessarily even know how to like handle it or how it's going to feel until you're actually going through it is like making sacrifices and kind of like what we were talking about last episode of like figuring out what to prioritize, when to prioritize. Uh, And I think being in a relationship during like the holidays is the first time that you're like, actively choosing between okay I have like some plans with friends but then you also like want plans with your partner and you have to like pick and Mm -hmm. choose like when you want to spend the time with the friends when you want to spend the time with your partner and like inevitably especially for things like Christmas and New Year's like you might end up with like multiple different like options and I just like actually to use this as an example um Anya's boyfriend texted me and was like oh by the way like we're going up to the cabin if you wanted to come for New Year's, but then my boyfriend and I also were talking about, like, making our own plans, and, like, it, I did honestly, like, feel, like, a sense of, like, sadness of, like, either way, like, to I'm gonna miss out yeah. with someone, and especially, like, because I was always the single friend, like, I was just always down to, like, hang out with friends and, like, do whatever plans, so, like, being the friend that, like, chooses, like, hanging out with her boyfriend over, like, a friend option, like, it just, it's a very unnatural choice Mm -hmm. for me to make and that's not to say that like I don't value my time with my boyfriend or like think that I would have a good time with him like I obviously do but yeah it was just like the first time that I was like I feel like I'm like torn in two different directions and I don't know what the right option is and I don't want it to seem like I'm picking my boyfriend over my friends but I also don't want my boyfriend to think I'm picking my friends over him and like yeah I think learning to like deal with the disappointment of that and like just having another person to account for like in your life is it's a learning curve and I know deep down like all of my friends you and like everyone else like knows that I'm doing my best and like if I really seem to be like the type of person that was like shutting out their friends for the sake of hanging out with their boyfriend like y'all would come to me and say hey like you're really deprioritizing your friends over your relationship and I don't think I've done that but it's just interesting when you're like put in those shoes of like the FOMO you get no matter what. Like you really can't yeah. you can win, but like you can't win at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I have a lot of like memories along those lines in college because out of there yeah. was a group of us five roommates. And out of college, I was really the only one that was ever in a relationship. And I was in a the same relationship all through college. And so I feel like I was kind of the only one that ever had to make that choice in those decisions and it's hard because I they have so many pictures from things that I'm not in like I remember we were moving to our like senior year apartment and they had pictures from like parties and stuff that I wasn't at because I had chosen to like spend that night with him or whatever and it's like I wouldn't trade having gone to those like having chosen to spend that time with him but at the same time it's like it kind of sucks to feel like you know you're to your point like FOMO like you're like oh shit like so much stuff is happening without me there because I've chosen this like different path and I feel like at the time I don't want them to feel like, like, I didn't feel necessarily judged by them, but I didn't really feel necessarily like validated or like understood in choosing to spend time with him. And I don't want to say over them, but I just mean like instead of for those like specific situations. Yeah. Because none of them had experienced it. And so I feel like in some ways it's easier when people start experiencing it because they start to get it of like, oh yeah, that is hard. Like, (laughs) you know, you're you're never happy to have to choose one thing over the other, but it's like, that's how life works. And if your friends are good friends, then they'll be there and understand. But um, yeah, like I feel like I was kind of like the first one in like my friend group to have to 
make those compromises and like it is hard for like everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I think I, you know, am very lucky that because this is my first relationship, most of my friends are either in relationships and like actively having to do that too or have been in relationships and like can empathize with mm-hmm. that feeling cuz like I immediately texted um some of my like college friends and was like this is the shittiest feeling ever and they were like mm-hmm. yep but like it we all go through it like it's really yeah. really hard and also like you're doing your best and like you just have to find the places where you can make it work on both ends and accept the places where you have to like pick and choose um and just like I said be mindful of like nurturing all of the relationships to like the best of your ability um mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm glad I, I've been very like validated in hearing like you and my other friends that are in relationships be like, yep, nope, that is a thing. And it's, it's yeah. really hard. And it is like, you really don't know how to navigate it. You know that it's coming, but you don't know how to navigate it until you're like in the moment and you're just yeah. like, okay, awesome. Here are the shitty feelings I was told about. <laughs> Let's <laughs> persevere. Yeah. And it's like, you never want to be the friend that's like a flake or like you know is always going to pick yeah. your boyfriend over the friends or whatever but it's like to your point you have to hope that your friends are good enough that if you got to that point they would like say something exactly um yeah. and also like if you actually intend on like you know having like a life partner and spending time with them like it can be the right decision to choose spending time with them sometimes you know what I mean so it's like yeah it's it's tough because you have to – that's the whole point of being in a relationship. If you always choose your friends and spend no time with them, what's the point of yeah. even being in a relationship? So, Well, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and it's like for me like balancing the idea of like, well, I've spent like New Year's with, you know, my different friends throughout the year and this is our first New Year's together as a couple. So I want to like spend that. That's like special. And even I think um, Grant said he was like – the longer you're in a relationship, the less special each New Year's becomes. So enjoy like, awesome. it can. <laughs> you talked about that in our last episode. Yeah. Um, but and but he has like things a get point. more comfortable. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you it, feel it, less worried about having to like you feel less worried that you're gonna like offend your partner by making a different decision because you have like the exactly. security, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just if you're also like in a new relationship or like had that experience during the holidays. You're not alone. It is very like normal um, and it's hard, but yeah, it's just, you have to make sure you surround yourself with people that will like check you if you're actually just like being a bad friend or being a bad partner. Yeah. Um, And if everyone in your life is like, nope, you are being completely reasonable, then try to give yourself a little bit of like grace and know that, you know, there's going to be other times to hang out with your friends. There's going to be other times to hang out with your partner, hopefully if they are a long-term partner. Um, yeah, it's all okay. It is what it is. You'll figure it out. You'll strike the balance the best that you can. There's only one of you after all. Yeah, it's true. I always feel bad for oldest siblings in these situations Yeah, because I've really observed this in Grant's family. Like he has three brothers and his oldest brother is about nine years older than him. And so in the past few years, he's gotten married and like started a family. He has a kid and like they have to be the first ones to like hard launch that they're not going to spend every holiday with his, you know, family that he grew up with. And like, that's like a part of adulthood is like, you have to start choosing the family that you made over the family that you grew up with. And obviously that's a little different than what we're talking about here, but it's like, yeah, it's it's hard. And it's like, I feel like they, they go through similar like learning curves of like feeling shitty for making the choices that they do, but it's like, you have to, like, that's part of life. So anyways, 
Um, let's get into our favorites. So my favorite for this week is eBay. (laughs) And listen, eBay has been a part of my life for a long time. Why do you ask? Because my mom has been selling on eBay since literally like before I was born. My mom uh, has been like an eBay um, kind of like reseller of mostly like women's clothes, but a lot of things over the years. And so um, I've always like been exposed to eBay more on like the shipping vendor side of things. I see her like packing stuff and whatever, listing things. Um, But I never really like used eBay as like a shopper or like a consumer until recently. And I really got into it through dancewear because if you know, you know, dancewear is really expensive and it's something that, you know, people typically use like pretty temporarily or like grow out of or like, you know, and so there's a lot of like excess expensive dancewear out there. And so I was like looking for, there's this leotard brand, um, Yumiko, if you know, you know, and Mm -hmm. I really wanted a Yumiko leotard and I started looking at the new ones and I was like, oh my God, these are so expensive. And I was like, I wonder if people sell these secondhand. And so I started looking and I've literally gotten like eight new leotards on eBay. Like it's such a great place for secondhand dancewear. And also like a ton of other stuff. Like I've looked at jewelry on there. It's especially good for like if you want like vintage stuff. There's a lot more like vintage Mm. things, like true vintage things on eBay than there are on like Etsy. Um, And yeah, it's kind of interesting because the whole thing of it, not everything is like this, but obviously the fundamental of eBay is that it's like an auction site. Yeah. Um, So there are some things that you can just like buy it now and it's more straightforward like buying from any other website. But the auction is like, it gets pretty heated if you get into like a- yeah, if you get into a like a legit war? one, yeah, bidding war, and you're like going back and forth, like adding a dollar here and there. And there was one time, like when I was very new, that I wanted a leotard pretty bad, and I thought it was in the bag. Like there was like 30 seconds left, and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna win this. And then someone swooped in the last literally like five seconds and outbid me, and I was like, oh. so now I know how you have to yeah. be. <laughs> you have to be on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I like it. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, my next one, this is actually a Christmas gift. I didn't include it in like my favorite gifts received because I knew I wanted to make it a favorite, but it's a, a old navy puffer. It's the one I'm like, like on I, your wish list. Yeah, yeah. It uh has like the Sherpa on the top mm-hmm. and then it's like normal puffer material at the bottom. Uh I got it in the white color. I don't remember what the color is on the website, but the white one. And I love it. I think it's so cute. It gives like Aritzia, mm-hmm. Lululemon type of vibes, but obviously for a way better price. And yeah, I think I'm going to get a lot of wear out of it. Like I said, I got the like white cream color. I'm in my vanilla girl era, I decided. I've been seeing a lot of discourse on that. Yeah. 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 I've decided that that's what I'm in. So it it helps with that for sure. And my like big thing with it, because I was really nervous getting a white jacket, obviously, especially a puffer, it like comes up to your neck and if I'm wearing like makeup and stuff I was like this is mm. gonna get all over it so I wore it yesterday and I was wearing makeup um and it like rubbed off on the lining and I was like crap like I've literally been wearing this for 30 minutes and I already got makeup all over it but the lining I, I took a little bit of my makeup remover and rubbed it and it came right off like cleaned mm. so easily so that was a really big like win and big pro of the jacket. So if you are like me and nervous to get lighter colors because you are a slob, uh, it does clean up very nicely. So yeah. And it's nice and warm, obviously functional. But yeah, big fan. You know us. We love Old Navy. 
I feel like you could have some good photo opportunities if you wear like white jacket after just snowed. So there's like white all around. Yeah. Ooh. Fun fun aesthetic. Good to know. Good to know. Not that we have like any snow here. Yeah. Literally. It's just (laughs) cold and miserable. Yeah. All the bad parts of winter. None of the fun. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then be back to introduce hard launch, you might say, our goals for 2023. Yes. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. All right, we're back, ready to talk about our 2023 goals. So I'll kick it off with my first one. Um, and this I stole from um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Zoe Pritchard. I don't know if she like made up this term or like coined it or whatever, but she was talking about like wanting to embrace gentle productivity and like having mm-hmm. gentle productivity days and all of this. And I think it's basically just like being productive, getting the things that you need to get done, but not being so hard on yourself or putting pressure on yourself. Um, and I specifically with this one want to focus on like the true definition of productivity because I feel like I've kind of gotten away from that of like me sitting in front of my computer from nine to five is, is productive. And it's like, no, like if you literally look up the definition of productivity, it has to do with like your energy input to like the amount of output that you yield. And so yeah. if I'm putting a bunch of energy into something and like getting, you know, a paragraph's worth of text, let's say, out of like two hours of work, like that's not productive. <laughs> What's productive yeah. is like outlining and like spending one hour of work, but writing like a really great page worth of content. You know what yeah. I mean? So um yeah, like trying to embrace gentle productivity in like its truest sense and not just like busy work or like filling my day with like things that appear to be work just to say that I worked. Yeah. Um, and just kind of recognizing like I think this has been a big learning curve in my career so far, but 
I work on a really small team. We have a lot of priorities. We have a lot of things that we would all love to get done, but there's truly only a limited amount of time in a day. There's only one of me. I will quite literally never achieve my full to-do list of doing all the things that I would like to do, both personally and professionally. If you're an ambitious person, you probably feel the same way. You have a long list of things you'd like to do. There's just simply no way you'll ever do them all. Um, So just like learning to be okay with that and like having better expectations when it comes to that. And then also I want to take more intentional breaks during the workday because I definitely fell off of this like towards the end of the year. There were just so many deadlines and stuff that I was like, it's fine. I won't go on my walk today. And then I sat down and realized it's been like a week since I've gone on a walk. And that's why I feel all cooped up and have like cabin fever. Um, So yeah, embracing gentle productivity, taking more intentional breaks and like thinking more about how I can like work smarter, not harder, I guess. um, Yeah. is something I want to think about in 2023. Yeah, for sure. My first goal for 2023 is to actively contribute to my savings and more so like restructure how I contribute. Because I would say that I have always been actively contributing to my savings and I'm a good, I'm good at saving. I'm, I know how to handle my money. Um, but I think some like concrete goals that I have for myself as far as savings go, number one, my emergency fund. I have a little over three months saved for an emergency fund, which if you don't know, you should have three to six months. So I'm in good shape as far as that's concerned, but I definitely want to get it up to six months. I just know I would feel more comfortable if it was like solidly at six months. Um, And then student loans, those payments are going to kick in again, uh, I think in June or whenever the courts. I mean, God knows. (laughs) Yeah. But- Either way, I have an estimated monthly payment for them. And so I have a high yield savings account for my student loan specifically. And I want to make sure each month I'm contributing at least the monthly payment amount, if not more, if I can if I can swing it. Um, and then I want to open a Christmas slash birthday fund where I just like literally every pay period put like 20 bucks aside. So that mm-hmm. way, like when birthdays come around, for me at least, like most of my friends have birthdays in the fall and winter and then like Christmas time. Uh, and I will say this Christmas, I definitely was like, ah, I'm spending so much money and I yeah. it would have been nice if I saved a little bit more. Uh, so I figured like 20 bucks, you barely even like, I won't even notice that coming out of my paycheck. Uh, but come like November, I'm going to be, ha- and obviously I'll like increase how much I'm contributing to it as Christmas gets closer, but to have a little like safety net will be nice. Mm-hmm. And then my Roth, I'm happy with how I'm contributing to that. So I'll just continue my current funding method, but obviously want to put money aside into that as well. Love that. I think I'll skip ahead to my financial goals just so it's a little more contiguous Cohesive. here. Yeah. So I feel similar about my savings. Um, I also want to build out like more explicit categories. I think that's a journey that we'll both be on. So yeah. I'll probably steal the, the gift uh, fund idea from you, but I was also thinking – uh, emergency fund, travel, and an MBA, like future mm-hmm. MBA, like a more long-term kind of savings fund. Because I know most people have like a maybe like a future house or like a more long-term kind of goal. Um, and I'm thinking saving towards like a, my next degree would be good. Um, and then in general, I think I just want to like think more critically about purchases. I think I was really good at this in college when I was more forced to be (laughs) like, yeah, you know, I think I gave the example one time of like, if I wanted a new laptop case, like I would put it in my cart and I would think about it for like a week. Like, am I getting the right color? Am I like going to use it for years? Like all this stuff. And, you know, now I literally just like don't even think twice. And it's 
a blessing to be in the financial situation that I can drop 30 bucks and not think about it. But at the same time, like I think when I talked about like feeling anxious looking at my statement at the end of the month, like that's why it's because I'm doing things like that. And so I think, uh, yeah, just like thinking more critically about purchases, maybe setting like a little waiting period with myself when it's possible and when it makes sense, Um, you know, like add it to your cart, think about it for two days. If you still want it, get it, that kind of thing. Um, And then also having like a monthly money meeting with myself. I do have like a payday routine where I go in and transfer money and that's every two weeks. But I don't really have like a monthly sit down where I kind of like audit everything. Whoa. Yeah. Losing my voice. We've been talking for two episodes. (laughs) Choked up. Um, so emotional. Um, yeah. So like where I kind of audit everything and like assess how I did against certain categories and stuff. And like I said, I've never been good at budgeting, but I think doing this will at least give me a sense for where I'm like dropping the ball the most. Like if I, I don't really like have a sense for like, oh, you know, I spent, let's say 300 bucks in a week. Was it all eating out? Was none of it eating out? Like I don't ever break it down like that for myself. So Yeah. yeah, I think basically like my three mini financial goals are to one, be more intentional with savings categories like you, to two, think more critically about purchases, maybe implement some sort of system to do that or just like be more, you know, realistic with what I really need. And yeah. then three, um, have like a more monthly sit down with myself. Maybe monthly is not the right cadence, but just like actually go through and like categorize and audit how I did more often. Yeah. For me, my next goal is to journal more, get back into journaling. I definitely fell off of it. And I think this is like mainly a means to the end of just carving out more time for myself in the new year. Specifically, I want to like start waking up a little bit earlier and having those slow mornings where I can wake up, like make a cup of coffee, journal, read, work out, like whatever I want to do before logging on because I just found myself in sort of this like repeat routine of wake up like 30 minutes before I have to start work, start work. And then at night I was either dancing or hanging out with my boyfriend or hanging out with another friend. And I just found myself not having any time for myself. Um, So I definitely want to like carve out more time. And I think the best way to do that is to start waking up a little earlier. So I bought a sunrise alarm clock. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Maybe it'll be a favorite. Who knows? But we'll see. Yeah. I feel like it's – you either have to like add time in the beginning of your day or at the end of your day. Otherwise, it's just like impossible. So, yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Uh, My next goal is to post more consistently on TikTok and YouTube. Um, so I made a YouTube channel like mid year and just posted some of my travel vlogs and those get like no traction. That's just like for fun (laughs) for me and just to like have the memories and be able to watch them back, like do something with all the footage that I take. Um, but I got a little bit of traction on TikTok with one of my videos and I feel like, um, it's cool because I've heard of people like attracting like kind of the wrong audience on TikTok, but I feel like the algorithm actually did me really well with the one video that did well. And I feel like I kind of have an opportunity to like have those people stick around, like the people that chose to follow me off of that one video. Um, I don't think I'm going to become like an influencer by any means, but it's just been cool to actually like explore it as like a community and a creative outlet. And like I said, I actually met some girls at my dance class that came to dance because they saw my video. And so I'm like, okay, clearly this has like the potential for real world like impact. And so I don't want to just like drop the ball and like you know, never make another video again. Like I want to kind of try to keep it up and see if it can like turn into something. So 
we'll see if it does. I don't honestly have a ton of time to put into it, as you can imagine, but uh, I kind of want to try to like take things that I'm already doing and like turn them into content. So like I've been doing videos of like me getting ready for dance and it's like I have to do that anyway. So it's a good way to like, you know, two two birds, one stone kind of thing. So yeah. Nice. My next one, I know you're going to get a little more into it, but it's to join Anya for ballet more. Anya's in her ballet era, uh, and I definitely want to join because it's been really cool to see the positive impact that it's had on you. And the couple of times that I have joined, I have, like, genuinely enjoyed it, and I can see how, like, doing it consistently can net positive, uh, Mm -hmm. especially as sort of adult dancers, washed up dancers. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I definitely want to join you more. I I sh- honestly should just splurge and get the ten class pass. So that way it's I been can. nice. It's nice to yeah. feel like no hesitation when you're booking stuff because you're like I've already paid for this. Like yeah, just go for it. Yeah, um, that's a good and point. I feel like that works for me in general. Is like if you ever have the opportunity to book like a a class like bundle, <laughs> yeah, and like workouts or like anything. I just feel like it's it's much more enabling. Um, but yeah, on a similar note, to like kind of expand on that, I want to continue like finding joy through dance and like I don't ever want to force myself to do something that I'm not enjoying so I think just knowing that like it is something that makes me happy even on those days where you know we all have days like it's raining you've worked all day you don't really want to like trek all the way to the studio like but just knowing that like I'm there because it's like a net positive in my life to your point like always having like that perspective um and then yeah my other kind of dance related goal was to give myself kind of the space and the opportunity to explore this like newfound interest in ballet and like what it's been doing for me and I don't want to like put a ton of pressure on myself because I'm already such a busy person and who knows if it'll work out schedule wise but I've always kind of had like a dream of you know being in like the nutcracker or something like that and so if I could find like an opportunity to do that with like some studio or something like that in the fall like I think that would be really cool so just kind of like staying open-minded and like on top of things like that and maybe even trying point again. I said I would never do that, but I see people that stay after class on the Tuesday class that I go to and they do point, which is like, you know, when you, what you think of as like a traditional ballerina when you're like on your toes, truly. Yeah. Um, and I'm always like, oh, it's like kind of fun that they get to stay and do yeah. point. So we'll see. But yeah, just yeah. like being open and not like dropping the ball and the fact that I found a new interest, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My next one is to just focus on like my overall wellness and building out routines that make me feel productive, but also like at peace and calm. And I think this kind of goes back to like your idea of gentle productivity, like having days where, you know, I get what I need to get done, done. And I have a routine in place that like helps me feel a bit more in control of my schedule and allows me to like carve out time for myself and others uh, while also like maintaining like a sense of calm. I guess balance is like what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Just like focusing on doing the things I know will help me feel good and balanced and productive uh, most of the time. Obviously, it's a give and take. You're not going to be productive every single day or in your routine every single day. But I want to have more days than not where I like recognize routine and I carve out that time for myself because um, I think that'll help me just feel a bit more in control. Yeah. And I think just like always being able to come back to the why, like I was saying with dance, like you're going to have a day where you don't want to go on like your lunch walk because, you know, you're tired or whatever, but it's like coming back to the why of like, you know, you'll feel better after. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's like the most critical piece. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I talked about this in the 2022 audit, but in 2023, I really want to work on like actively worrying less <laughs> yeah, and just like reframing my mindset when I feel these like super worrying, like anxious habits sneaking in. Um, and so I had like this epiphany. I saw a TikTok where someone was describing this perspective and I was like, oh my God, that's how I feel. Like I've always felt that way where they were, they were saying like, you know, basically when you're preparing for a situation, whatever it might be, like, let's use like travel, you know, for example, it's like, I always felt like someone had to be worried that like they would lose their luggage or like someone had to be worried that the bus wasn't going to show up on time. Like someone had to come up with a plan B and it was always me. I always felt like, you know, I'm the prepared one. Like I am the type A one. Like it always has to be me. Like I have to be prepared for all these outcomes. Someone's got to do it. So it's got to be me. (laughs) And like, I've just kind of realized like they were like, newsflash like no you don't like (laughs) I was like wait (laughs) like I didn't even realize that I was like doing that my whole life just like always thinking about like what is a worst case scenario and how can I be prepared and like I don't think that's like necessarily a bad habit like it's good to it's good to be prepared when situations hit but at the same time 99% of the time the situations aren't gonna hit and so you're just causing yourself a lot of like undue stress and like negativity for no reason (laughs) so yeah yeah I think I need to like hash it out a little more like maybe journal on it or something like that but yeah I think just like reframing this mindset of like always having to be prepared for like worst case scenario because it's like how often does worst case scenario actually happen number one yeah and also when have I not been able to handle it like things will work out so like just don't go through life so worried about like every little outcome because you can't control it you know so yeah yeah that's that's mine (laughs) yeah love it My next one is to see some internal growth at work and really build out my future at my current company and also in my career more long term. Um, I talked about in our last episode how I feel like I'm starting to like gain a little bit of direction in terms of where I see my career going at my current company and then what I really want to do long term. And so I think 2023 is going to be a year of like actively working towards that and like really starting to actualize that future for myself. So that's very exciting. Love that. She's a working woman. Yeah. Uh, My next one is around health. And I feel like I've always set kind of like a workout goal and like a more like dietary goal. Yeah. And I feel like it's always hard for me to keep up both. Like I just yeah. never have been able to. So I'm going to try just prioritizing more along the lines of like eating this year and see how that goes. Because um, I do think that's where I tend to slip a lot more often. Mm-hmm. So I'm using the word like eating intuitively. And I don't have like a concrete goal for this. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, have like one vegetable with every meal or like whatever that yeah. is. But I think just like getting better at listening to my body eating when I'm hungry, not eating when I'm not, eating what I'm hungry for, not feeling like I need to stick to like a specific schedule or anything like that. Um, And just kind of like working towards getting rid of like guilt, I guess, around food and eating. Like for example, this past season with dance, like we would get home at like, you know, 10, 10, 15 some nights and I would always have like a second dinner and I would like feel bad about it. But it's like, I think I just need to like reframe of like, if you're hungry, like, why do you feel bad about it? Like you just danced for yeah. two hours. So yeah. kind of working on like that kind of mindset and just like really listening to my body. Cause there would definitely be times that I would get home and not be hungry for a second dinner, but I was just like in the habit. So I would do it. So yeah. just like knowing that like, you don't have to stick to a specific schedule just because that's how you ate like the previous day, like knowing that like your body's going to have different needs every single day. And it's just about like being in tune, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Nice. 
My next one is also around eating, but it's specifically to eat out less um, and really challenge myself. Like if I'm in the mood for like a takeout style meal, like can I make it at home? How can I sort of like make shift it or go to the grocery store and like try out a new recipe mm-hmm. uh, to have that? Because uh, yeah, I think it's good from like a health standpoint. Obviously eating out is like fine in moderation, but you don't want to be doing it like all of the time. And also from like a financial standpoint, it will help my wallet a lot, I'm sure. And it mm-hmm. might expose me to new recipes, which is always fun. Yeah. I kind of want to try – this is like along the same lines, but not really. I kind of want to try HelloFresh. Yeah. I got it for my parents for Christmas. I got them like a, a gift card for like a month's worth. And when I was looking at the recipes with them and like helping them pick, I was like, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I would help me like fresh. get out of my comfort zone. And to your point, like a lot of them are kind of like restaurant style, like tacos yeah. and like, things that I wouldn't typically make. So or like would get as takeout. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can uh, see if it makes sense to split a box. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, fun. <laughs> my next one is to continue like traveling and exploring, both on a macro scale as far as like international trips and that kind of thing, but also on a more micro scale. I think I got a little complacent with like exploring the area that I'm in like I think in the past like during college and stuff when I had breaks like I would always like to like day trip to like cute New England towns like I remember we would go to like Newburyport I actually had got a notification of like six years ago today we went to Newburyport and took a bunch of like pictures and stuff or there's like you know like the Cape or Western Mass like there's all these places that you can drive in like a day trip and explore and I feel like I just haven't really been doing that in recent years so yeah, prioritizing both international trips and also just like day trips, weekend trips, whenever I can, because um, I know that it makes me happy and I know that I like documenting it. So kind of back to the two birds, one stone thing. Um, yeah. And then also my work is moving towards an unlimited PTO model, which I know for a fact has like pros and cons, but um we're kind of testing it out this year. So I want to take advantage of that and like maybe take some like Fridays off when it makes sense and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. I also want to prioritize traveling both on like a micro and a macro scale. And I think I like you more so like went after it in 2022 and like really kickstarted traveling. I like kind of got a taste with our Portugal trip. And so we have a bunch of trips uh lined up for 2023 or I have a bunch of trips lined up for 2023 both on like a small and a large scale and I'm just excited and like happy that I am in the place to be able to do that and oh my god they're bringing my trash in and they're being so loud (laughs) um but yeah I'm just excited to like explore more and it's fun to like go into the new year with some things like, to look forward planned. to. Yeah. 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 So I think it'll be a good year as far as travel goes. For sure. And then I added this one kind of last minute, um, but I was thinking about this and my last goal is I want to find like practical ways to integrate learning Russian, keeping up with my current knowledge of Russian. If you didn't know, my parents are from Belarus. So they I I wouldn't say I grew up in like a Russian speaking household necessarily. Like it was kind of the thing where like they would speak Russian to each other, but typically English to me or like they would speak simple Russian to me and I would respond in English. So I didn't necessarily grow up like fluent by any means, but in college I took it as my language so that I was able to learn how to read and write. And that gave me like a lot more confidence. And I went to Russia for six weeks and used it there. 
And last night we were rewatching The Queen's Gambit, actually. <laughs> and nice. there's a scene, well, there's many scenes where they speak Russian because, you know, Russian chess is a big thing and whatever. And yeah. Um, yeah and, and Grant asked me, he was like, oh, were you able to understand that without the subtitles? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, that's like really cool. And I was like, you know what? That is cool. And I don't want to <laughs> lose that because if you're not around it, if you're not around a language, it's like so easy to forget, especially like- yeah. Russian isn't really a language that you run into. Like, I feel like Spanish and stuff, like, maybe you could keep up with it just by, like, being around, living in a city, like, being around different types of people and whatever. But, like, Russian, I'm like, you don't really just, like, happen upon Russian practice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think whether it's, like, doing Duolingo or – I don't know, like, there was an era where I was doing Duolingo while I was, like, doing 12 through 30 and I was like, this is it. So, I I don't know if I'll do that again. But just, like, being more intentional about keeping it up. I think because it is a cool skill and it's a skill that like not everyone has and it's a privilege to be able to learn a language and I don't want to drop the ball on that like the existing knowledge that I have so yeah sure I think that's a great goal where's your French goal Kylie (laughs) listen I'm gonna try my best to continue doing Duolingo I have been good I've been keeping up my streak um so I'm on unit two what can I say learning French can you give un, us a phrase? Un croissant. Oh. Et un pizza. Okay, nouns. Good, good, good. Yeah, we've gotten there. Enchanté. Uh, what is that one? Nice to meet you. Oh, okay. Love that. So yeah, we're getting we're getting good. Je m'appelle Kylie. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I think it would be tu appelle Anya. Your name is Anya. I think anyone who speaks French is like you. Yeah. <laughs> a fun fact about me is that I actually did take French for four months, but I retained absolutely nothing. And yeah. it was French Canadian, yeah. so it was a little different. But mm, yeah. It's as if I but never yeah. learned it. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. That's a, we're not writing the French goal down, but we are doing it. We are learning a little bit of French. I want to just know like simple phrases. Mm-hmm. But. And it's funny because through we'll ballet, we technically know some simple phrases, but they just make no yeah. sense in like actual life. Like yeah. I'm like. Onto Chicot, step of the cat. Cool. Yeah. What is that yeah. going to be for you? Well, I can say un shot et un cheval. A cat and a, a horse. A cat and a horse. Nice. Yeah. Pata yeah. Dance of two. Her yep. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Fluent. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's our episode, guys. Those are our goals. I feel like this was like kind of rapid fire, but we took our time reflecting on 2022. Mm-hmm. So now we're laying the groundwork. Here are our goals. You guys can hold us accountable now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll do like a mid-year life audit where we look through these goals and reflect on how we're doing, reflect on where we can make changes or sort of pivot the route uh, and go from there. Maybe even make new goals. Who knows? But yeah, I'm feeling good about 2023. I think it's going to be a good year. Yeah. And you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram. Ask us comments. Ask us comments. Ask us questions in our anonymous <laughs> suggestion box. Um, and that's about it. So have a great week and we will chat with you all next Tuesday. Yes. Bye guys. Bye.